0: Good morning, everybody. Man, I don't know about y'all, but man, I'm missing everyone. I have been missing everyone bad. However, I think we're getting closer and closer to the time uh, where we'll be able to meet and uh, gather back together, love on each other, and receive the word together because church just isn't about music and and a sermon. Church is about the family coming together. And uh, that's really kind of what's been missing with this online stuff. I sure appreciate everybody's efforts that uh, we've all been working hard to, to continue to do church online, and hopefully it's been a blessing to you. Uh, we've got such a fabulous, incredible, talented uh, pastoral staff uh, that has just done such an incredible job. Uh, so I can't sing their praises enough. But uh, it still isn't church, <laughs> so uh, we're working on it. However, just like JJ said in the announcements, uh, come May 31st, I am so psyched and so excited to get out to the park and uh, get to worship God with you and get to preach to you. I miss preaching to your faces. I'm sick of preaching to this camera. I want to see your faces. Even those of you who give me grumpy face. Some of y'all get some grumpy face on Sunday morning. You don't wake up very good. Been baptized in pickle juice or something like that. But I even miss your faces. So I want to see you. And uh, so make plans to be there on July 31st with us. So we're going to have a good time. We'll socially distance all that stuff. We'll we'll hug from from long distances. I tell you what, I'm so sick of this. When we finally get through the social distancing thing, I'm gonna be the biggest hug dealer in the whole neighborhood, man. I'm just I'm gonna set up a sign outside the Dave Cave. Free hugs. I just want to hug on some people and love on some people and share Jesus and uh let people know that they matter to the Lord, that they are priceless to the Lord. Also, today, uh later today, if you're watching this on Sunday live or just on Sunday. Later today on the 17th at 4:30 p.m., Becca is organizing for for whoever can participate to show up at up at Viridian Elementary. And uh, many of you will remember Tyrone Reed, who passed away right at the, two months ago. Uh, his son Mark is turning nine years old today, so happy birthday to Mark! Uh, but we're going to put together a uh, a, a parade to uh, drive by Mark's house and honk and cheer and wish him a happy birthday. And uh, if you get time, if you want to decorate your car up and, and, or maybe write some stuff on the window or whatever, uh, uh, meet with us up at the Viridian Elementary at 4.30 p.m. on the back parking lot, uh, the parking lot that faces the the neighborhood. And uh, we'll get that organized. If you have any more questions, make sure you get with Becca on that. So, hey. Let's get into the word today. We've got a good word. The Lord is going to dive us into the the topic of faith over the next coming weeks. That's what he has placed on my heart these last few weeks and uh, what he has instructed me to begin to teach. So I want you to get ready for your faith to grow, your faith to expand. I want you to get ready to exercise your faith. The Bible says it's impossible to please God without faith. So... As we allow our faith to grow, we'll actually put ourselves into a position to become more pleasing to God, uh, for for God's word to literally come alive. That's what I love about his word. You can trust the word of God. You can trust his word. One of the things that God spoke to me concerning our church and concerning me, he said, David, I wanna take the people of Gathering Church from just believing in God, believing in me, believing in Jesus. And a lot of us say that I believe in God. I believe in Jesus. Well, that's good. Jesus said, Hey, even the demons believe that there's a God and they tremble, they shudder. But God says, I want to teach you the difference between believing in me and believing me. We need to go from believing in God to believing God, believing in Jesus to believing Jesus, believing what his word says to us, this is a word, the Bible is a book of truth. John chapter eight says, if you abide in my word, if you stay in my word, then you're gonna be my disciples and you'll know the truth and the truth is gonna set you free. Woo, how many of you guys wanna be free today? Free to be everything you've been called to be, free to be everything you have You were created to be, free to understand who you are in God and how you are supposed to fit in to this world, your world, your society, and also free to see what's truth and what's not truth within your life. You can do that, but you got to abide in the word. So today we're going to talk about great expectations, great expectations. Yes, I'm stealing the title of a classic, uh, Charles Dickens book. And, uh, the only that's about the only thing that has in common I, I don't have any old spinsters catching their wedding dress on fire or anything like back in his book uh, but but uh, that's about all I remember of that book I read it back in high school I don't remember a whole lot more I was pretty bored with it until I, that old lady got her wedding dress caught on fire and she almost burnt to death so uh, but it all stops there so we're gonna read today from Psalm chapter 27 starting with verse 13, 14, we're gonna read from the Amplified Bible today. Uh, The psalmist says, "What, what would have become of me had I not believed that I would see the Lord's goodness in the land of the living? Wait and hope for and expect the Lord. Be brave and of good courage and let your heart be stout and enduring. Yes, wait for and hope for and expect the Lord. Man, some of us, some of us have been through the ringer over the last few years. And some of you have even struggled during this COVID-19 uh, time of quarantine and, uh, uh, and, and you know, us hunkering down, doing the whole hunker down mode, as they say, um, you know, it, there, there, there's some precious people out there that are struggling with their health because of this COVID-19 virus. There's some precious people out there who've lost their jobs or are suffering financially and their families are suffering. They don't have a way to to feed themselves. And and, and these are good people. Some of these people love the Lord and serve the Lord. And uh, you know, maybe, maybe you've been impacted in a way, uh, aside from the COVID-19 situation, uh, we, you know, we've we just been here in the last four weeks uh, with, with Bob and JJ and JJ and Kate uh, taking a look at Psalm 91. Hey, there's going to be trouble in this world, man. We're going to face some hard times and, uh, Sometimes you can lose hope. One translation says I would have lost heart had I not believed but but think about it. the psalm is the same man I, I would have hate to think of where I'd be what would have happened to me had I not believed had I not had faith had I not trusted God that I would see his goodness not after I die you know hey we've got a wonderful uh, a wonderful place waiting on us after we pass away from this life. There's a reason why they call it heaven because it is heaven. Uh, I got some loved ones there. Can't wait to see them when the time is when the, when my time comes. However, man, I have to expect and trust and know that I know that I know that I will see God's goodness right here in this life, no matter what I'm going through. the The, the scripture said to to believe it said to wait for the Lord, hope for the Lord, and expect the Lord. What are you expecting from God? You have a right to expect some great things from God. He said, hey, I know the plans that I have for you, and they're not plans to harm you, they're plans to prosper you, plans to bless you, plans to give you a good life. And, and the Lord wants you to know today that you can't expect great things for him. No matter what you're going through today, no matter what you're facing, no matter how you feel, no matter what you see around you, you may have some trouble that you're dealing with, but expect to see the goodness of God throughout all of it. We're gonna have trouble. Jesus said, in this world, you're gonna have trouble. He said, but don't, don't fret, because I have overcome the world. The Bible says that anything that's born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world. Even our faith, our faith, that ability we have to believe, to believe that we're going to see the best God has for us, even in the midst of all of our craziness, even in the midst of all of our malarkey. God's goodness is gonna show up. I can promise you that because his word says that. And if his word says it, I can believe it. He's not gonna lie to me. I can trust him 100% and he wants you to trust him 100%. That's what he's moving us. Don't just believe in him, believe him. If his word said it, he meant it. That's faith. Man, when you can trust God, you can let it all go. One translation, like I said, said, I would have lost heart had I not believed, had I not realized that I would see the goodness of the Lord. He had faith or he expected to see God's goodness in his lifetime. The Bible says faith, Hebrews 11, one says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen. Now faith. You don't have to have faith in tomorrow, you can have faith right now. <laughs> you know, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Do you have hope in your heart that things are going to get better in your life? That whatever makes up that hope, that's faith. That's the substance that's faith. The evidence of things not seen. You can see, you can see the goodness of God because of what he wrote in his word. You don't have to Wait until you see it with your own eyes. Thomas was like that. We give Thomas a, a bad rap. They said, you know, Doubting Thomas. No, Thomas actually had faith. He, he just said, I'm not going to believe it until I see it. And Jesus said, hey, now you can believe because you see these uh, nail prints and you, you've you felt the you, you've reached in and you felt the where the spear hit me. I said now you can believe it. He said, but man, blessed are those who haven't seen yet. They believe. I'm telling you, there is a special blessing when you wait upon the Lord. There is a blessing that is waiting for you when you don't have a shred of evidence all around you to to back up what you're believing for God. But all you can do is depend on his word. That's all he's asking. Hey, would you depend on my word? Would you trust me if I tell you something? Will you trust me? That's what he's wanting from you today is just to have some great expectations in me. That's what he's wanting. Believe in me, have great expectations, trust me. Even if the circumstances around you don't line up, use my word as your barometer. Those of you who are pilots, we've got a few pilots in the uh, in, in, in our congregation. I am not a pilot, but I but I do know enough that there are gonna be times when you're flying, you feel like you're banking to the left or right and you're actually flying straight. And if you react to how you feel or what your senses are telling you, you're going to make the wrong adjustment. You have to rely on the instrument panel. Uh, or you may think that you're ascending when you're actually descending. And so all of a sudden you start, you start trying to descend more and you, you may uh, fly it right into the ground. You've got to, you've got to depend on your instrument panel. Well, that's what the word of God is for us because the world's gonna tell us all kind of crazy stuff. The ci- circumstances of our life, the situations that we face, are gonna tell us all kinds of things contrary to the word of God and contrary to our faith. Yet if we choose to not walk by sight, the Bible says walk by faith and not by sight. If I can learn to rely on the word of God as my barometer and not give in to the fear that the circumstances of my life can present, I would hate, I'm like, I'm like the psalmist, I would hate to think of where my life would be had I not been willing to trust that God's going to use all things, allow all things to work for good for me because I love him and because I trust him. He tells us to be brave and of good courage and let our heart be stout and enduring one translation says, he'll strengthen your heart. It said, wait on the Lord and expect him and let your heart be stout and strong. Other translations say, wait on the Lord and he's gonna bring strength to your heart, to that emotional desire, uh, that that the, the, the cradle of your very desire and wants. He's gonna strengthen that if you'll just wait on him. So what are you expecting via your faith today? What are you expecting your faith If you have faith, it's not of your own. The Bible says we are saved by grace and faith and that not of ourselves, but it's a gift from God because he doesn't want us to boast. We're not saved through our own salvation, through our own faith. We're saved because of the faith that he gave you to trust in Christ. The Bible says that he's given every man a measure of faith. So he's given us all a measure of faith so that we can believe in him at, it's our responsibility to start exercising that faith, to start putting some works to that faith. Faith without works is dead. We've got to trust them. We've got to act like we trust them. We got to talk like we trust them. Don't. Some of you need to stop saying some negativity today. Some of you need to stop speaking doubt. Some of you need to stop speaking hopelessness and you need to start speaking great expectations because you've got to believe in your heart and confess with your mouth to manifest your faith in this realm. That's how you get saved if you confess with your if you believe in your heart confess with your mouth that he died for you that he rose again three days later you shall be saved. if you, conf- if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that he's got some great expectations, some great things waiting for you man. What an incredible blessing you have in store for you. There's something about that process of waiting. When you just pull back and you say, all right, God, I'm waiting on you. I'm just going to wait on you. I know you're, you may not move in my time. You may not ask my opinion. Let me tell you, God has taken care of me. There's not a day that he hasn't taken care of me. He has not always done things the way I think he should do them. But he winds up doing it better. And it turns out better than what it would have been had he listened to me. So he'll answer your prayers, sometimes not in the way that you want him to. He'll he'll come to the rescue, maybe not in the hour you were expecting him to, but he always shows up at the right time. And as you wait on him and you let go of the situation and you just say, Lord, I trust you. I'm not gonna lose heart because I understand that there's some great things you have in store. I'm gonna see your goodness In this situation, I'm going to see you and your glory manifest in my life. No matter what my circumstances say, I'm going to let go of this. I'm just going to wait on you. During that process, there's such a richness. There's such a trust. There's such courage, supernatural courage. There's peace that passes all understanding. That's what Jesus said. He said, I peace. I leave with you. He could have left anything for us, but he said, I leave you peace. Peace. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world knows it. Not as the world can give it. But I give you peace. It's the peace that passes, transcends all understanding. You should be freaking out because of your situations. But God's going to give you peace about it. So, let's look at this whole concept of waiting. We're going to go to Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31. But those who wait for the Lord, that means those who expect, look for and hope in him shall change and renew their strength and power. They shall lift their wings and mount up close to God as eagles mount up to the sun. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint or become tired. That process of just taking your hands off of it and just waiting on him and saying, all right, Lord, it's in your hands. You tell me what to do. You need me to do something. You want me to do something. I'm going to do it. Otherwise, I'm just waiting on you. There's something about that. You start finding as the days go on, your your strength starts being renewed. You'll walk and not be weary. You'll run and not get exhausted. You'll be able to soar and fly in your life. Why? Because I have placed my trust in him. Woo, man, I would have lost heart had I not done it but because I believed I'd see his goodness in this lifetime, whew, man, that just strengthens me. I can run another day. I can walk another mile. I can fly. I can fly another, uh, I don't know, what would you fly? Another knot? I don't know, or is that just a sailing term? See, I've been grounded way too long. Hey, let's talk about Isaiah chapter 30, verse 18, but we're gonna hop to the middle of the verse, and then we're gonna read this verse backwards, Okay. In the middle of the verse, it says, blessed. Now that word blessed means happy, fortunate, to be envied. Blessed are those who earnestly wait for him, who expect, there's that word again, what are you expecting him to do in your life? Who expect and look and long for him, for his victory, his favor, his love, his peace, his joy, and his matchless, unbroken companionship man if you're waiting and expecting that kind of business from god you're going to be blessed you're going to be happy people are going to envy you you're going to be fortunate man no matter what you're facing if you expect the goodness of god you're going to be blessed now we're going to hop to the next the the to the top of that verse and look look what look what god's doing all along right he's telling us just wait on me Trust me, wait on me. Because guess what? I'm doing at the top of the verse, it says, And therefore, the Lord earnestly waits. So, God is expecting, looking, and longing to be gracious to you. And therefore, He lifts Himself up that He may have mercy on you and show loving kindness to you. What an incredible, loving, powerful God He is! He's not religious. He's not trying to put you down. He's not waiting on you to make a mistake so he can smack you upside the head. He's not waiting on you to fail and doubt his word. All he's waiting on you is just to trust him. So he's wanting you to wait on him. Why? Because he's already been waiting on you to do what? To show you loving kindness, to show you mercy, to show you grace, to meet your needs. Man, the Bible says, I don't know what needs you have today today. It could be financial needs. It could be needs for health. It could be needs for uh, within your relationships. Whatever your need is, the Bible says, he will meet every need in surplus according to his riches and glory. And he's waiting to be able to do that. What is he waiting on? He's waiting on you to trust him. You remember, it's impossible to please God without faith, without trust. You gotta trust him. Man, when you can say, Lord, I trust you. I take my hands off of it. You have added. it. That's when it says right here in Isaiah, he raises himself up and he gets ready to do his bidding in your life. What a powerful God we have. So this week, I want you to ask yourself about great expectations. What is it that I am expecting from God? Man, people are trying to message me on Facebook. Hang on. What, what am I expecting from God? Am I expecting, what, what's going to happen on the other side of this COVID-19 business? People say, oh, life's never going to be the same. Well, good. I don't want it to be the same. I wasn't having all that good of a time before, before COVID-19. Man, I was I was wrestling with all kinds of stuff. So I'm. I, let me tell you what I'm expecting. For my life, I'm speaking it out. I'm going to be blessed. And my life is going to be better than ever. I don't know what kind of changes we'll have to make in our society. Whatever they are, we'll make them they'll become the new norm. We'll move on. Life's going to be good. But I'm telling you, God's got plans for me, plans to prosper me and not to harm me, plans to give me hope and a future, the Bible says. And if he'll do it for a knucklehead like me, he's going to do it for you. I love each and every one of you. I want you to be blessed. I want you to start learning to walk in faith, to not just believe in God, but believe God He's an ever-present help in time of trouble. The Bible says he will stick closer than a brother. That's how close Jesus is. If you've not given your heart to the Lord today, if you're watching this, you've never asked Jesus to be Lord of your life. Let me tell you, one of the most important decisions you'll ever make in your life is to ask him just to come dwell in your heart. Just turn your life over. You don't have to say a sinner's prayer. You don't have to do anything. All you have to do is believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that you believe him and let them know, Lord, I'm gonna live my life for you today. Let me pray over each and every one of you. I've been praying nonstop hold up here in the Dave cave for the last several weeks. I'm gonna pray for you today. Father, I thank you for each and every person viewing today. Those who are part of Gathering Church and those who are uh, from all around. Lord, we're all just part of one body anyway and it's your body and it's your church. Lord, I just speak protection from COVID-19 over everyone under the sound of my voice seal us, protect us, guard us, put a hedge of protection from the top of our head to the bottom of our feet. Lord, we're going to exercise uh, wisdom. We're going to exercise good stewardships uh, over our body, keep ourselves clean, wear masks if we, if we need to, anything we need to do, but we put our trust in you, uh, that you've got good plans for us, that you're going to protect us from, uh, from not just this pestilence, but from every disease out there. Lord, if there's anyone under the sound of my voice that needs healing, I speak healing into their life. And I say, yes, and amen to your word that by your stripes, we were healed. We're we're not getting healed, but we were healed. And we're just anxiously awaiting the manifestation of that healing in your life. If there's anyone that needs encouragement, a financial blessing, whatever it may be, Lord, meet every need according to the riches and glory. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I love each and every one of you. Can't wait to see you. Make plans to be with us May 31st, 9.30 a.m. Overlook Park on the south side of Viridian. Love you guys. Have a blessed week.